It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Guys, welcome back. Episode five, playing out from the back. Um, what a five weeks it has been um, leading up to the, the Premier League and the transfer window, um, which has now come to a close. Something that we will be discussing today, um, going in and see who's done the best business, who's done the worst business, um, and how that's going to look um, on our picks that we had for, for top four. And we're obviously t- taking to topics about uh, why people leave it's so late. Um, is it the drama? Um, and we'll look at uh, some of those um, mouth-watering results that have come from last week um, and discuss um, your viewers' picks because obviously you guys have uh, come up with some topics you want us to discuss and we'll be more than happy to do so. So let's kick off with obviously um, the late nights that we've probably had uh, watching uh, the transfer windows uh, unfold. Um well, I'm going to start with you because, you know, everyone seems to be coming at you left, right and centre for various comments. Um, so let's start with you. Who do you think's had the the best transfer window and who do you feel that could have done a bit more? Um, yeah, for me, yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, as well, for coming at me. It's fine. Um, I know everything I, <laughs> everything I say gets scrutinised to the maximum, but it's, but it's fine, guys. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, for me... Um, Best transfer window um, for me. Uh, there was a there was a few good ones uh, this this season. To be fair, they had a lot more time, um, a lot more money was spent than I think a lot of people anticipated, um, which was good. But um, for me, I'll say the best transfer window this season has to go to Chelsea. I mean, um, I know that a lot of teams have have. Um, signed good players in the correct position but I mean in terms of quality and filling your positions and covering every position that you possibly need Chelsea have done the best you've got Werner one of the best talents in uh, coming out of Germany Havertz probably the second best or if not the joint best talent coming out of Germany they added a little bit of experience to the back line in Thiago Silva uh, ben Chilwell, excellent signing, one of the top two or three left backs in the division. Um, they they also saw a little problem. Well, some say a big, huge problem with Kepa. Um, they moved to address that. So I think that um, Chelsea were relentless more than anything um, in the transfer window with not only the amount of players and the quality of players, but um, in the correct positions. The problem I do think Chelsea will have, and I've said this, and it's probably the reason why I may leave them out of my top four later in this app, is because it's very difficult to put so many big players into one team in one window. Um, mm. So they, they will struggle from that aspect of it. But when you look at the players on paper and you say who's had the best transfer window, there's without no shadow of a doubt, uh, in my eyes, uh, Chelsea are right up there. Um, what do you guys reckon on that one? 
Go on, Aaron. Uh, well, I mentioned Chelsea in the first first episode of having a good window up until then. Uh, so I definitely agree with you. Uh, I've got no issues with with what they've done. Uh, and I've, I think, again, it's how uh, how quick they settle in, how quick Lampard gets the chemistry right. Uh, at the moment, it's a bit hit and miss. But then most teams are pretty much hit and miss at the moment. But I'm I'm wondering with Chelsea, they're, they're definitely in my top three for the... Uh, for their summer signings, uh, yeah, I mean, guys, I, 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 yes, Chelsea have done some great business sort of going forward. Did they address the Alonso issue that they had? Yes, brought in Ben Chilwell, but I got to look. It's not just about the ins; it's what you can. Get, it's what you can get out now. As we know, Chelsea. I mean, they can. They could probably fill the Championship side that would win it with their loans that go out. Um, where we've, we've always seen go out on, on loan but you know they, they were trying last minute still trying to get rid of Rudiger they've still got quite a few sort of big hitters on the wage bill that they haven't been able to uh, to move on mm-hmm. so you've got so on the pitch some good business but let's let's look at it like this look I know there's mistakes can be made but Thiago Silva 36 years of age great experience but is the pace of the Premier League going to be too much for him coming into it now? You know, we saw him slip, make that mistake. Um, is it Malang Sar, um, we've obviously seen come in. You know, these, these players aren't necessarily going to be the um, sort of the say the hit the ground running potentially because we know what it's like when you come to the Premier League. Um, could they have done with a big, experienced head? Because mm-hmm. we've spoke about in the past where they haven't replaced, like Man City never replaced company. United have never ever replaced sort of your Ferdinand, your Vidic's. They haven't, they've never really gone and done that. Mm-hmm. What are they doing now? Because they still haven't replaced JT. Yeah. For me, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking, I'm looking at it again as Thiago Silva's not the long-term answer. And I don't think he's going to be a, much of a short-term answer unless he's going to coach one of these boys a little bit. Um, that, he's, that he's brought in. I still think there's frailties at the back for Chelsea. Um, going forward, yeah, you, you can't knock that. You can't knock that. But are they then bear-hugging some players like um, Callum hudson Adoy? How much game time is he going to get long-term, you know, when Pulisic is back? Um, and then and them sort of players there. Good, good transfer window. Not the best for me. The mm. best transfer window is Everton. You know, yeah. he, has, he has put together the right players for the, what was needed there. Um, you know, your, the fact that they've gone and brought in Alan and James Rodriguez, 44 million for the pair of them. Decore, strong spine through the middle, 20 million. Ben Godfrey, nice young talent to come in, uh, can, you know, can actually play uh, centre-back or full-back if, if needed be. I think it's a, a great addition. Um, he's brought in a couple of other players, obviously from Marseille and, and Roma. Again, we'll get to know them a little bit more. But he's addressed what they needed. Moved on Theo Walcott, who was not going to get those get those game times. He's obviously said about Balassi, obviously mo- moving on. Schneiderlin's gone. Steckelberg got rid of all that sort of dead wood. So yeah. business-wise, very good. What they've put on the pitch, very good. And look where they are on the table. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think I think it's proven that he's done well. And mate, shrewd money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm looking at that going. Hold on a sec. We sorry to bring up old meathead Maguire, but he's basically <laughs> spent. He's put. He's bought Maguire eighty million. They've gone and spent eighty million and put a bit about eight or nine million on top for those players I've just mentioned. You know, that's mm. for me with what they've already got with people like Richarlison. Already sat, already sat there. You know, I think, I think it's good business, and I think they'll be able to achieve what they probably set out to achieve, which is obviously get back and get themselves into into Europe. So, mm-hmm. for me, a very, very good window. Um, but I want to address a, a worrying window for, for me, um, and I know we we do talk about um, United a lot, but I still think it's a worrying window. Mm. Address your problems. Tell me if correct me if I'm wrong. Where have they addressed the back line other than Tellez? Tell me what have they done to 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 stop people worrying? Mm. Do you want me to go first, Darren? 
Go on. <laughs> you, go on, man. You go first. Okay, listen. Listen, with Man U. I, what I will do, first of all, is I'll agree with the window. Uh, the window weren't good enough. I expected, uh, when I made my predictions, I expected Man U to come into this window. I looked at it. It was set up for them to be aggressive in this window. They They had the opportunity to get the players that you want. Every other club has done it. Every other club, top club, uh, top six club, even teams outside of the top six have be, have managed to go out and get their top one or two targets. It's very surprising to me that Man U have not been able to do that. They've not been able to think on their feet and get in the players that they need and the players that they want. With this much time in the window and the amount of financial power that they have, it's it's actually quite crazy. Uh, they brought in Cavani. Cavani's been a free transfer for however many months. It's, it's got to be a panic buy. If they wanted Jadon Sancho, Dortmund made it very clear how much they wanted for Jadon Sancho. It's very easy to make that transfer because this window, everyone was getting um, personal terms sorted months in advance, weeks in advance. So once, once the club gave their price, the transfer, like Thomas Party, just goes through Swimmingly, that's the whole point. Um, Man United needed a, a centre-back, they needed a left-back, uh, they needed a, a winger slash forward, and they've ended up with a, a midfielder that's a very similar profile to their main midfielders, uh, Pogba and uh, Bruno Fernandes. They've got Edison Cavani, who might actually be all right, but it means that now Martial is not going to be able to play in his favourite position, which is through the middle. He's going to get pushed back out onto the wing. Um, they signed Alex Tellez. Now, I hear reports that he's a great player. I've seen him play in the Champions League a couple of times, but I don't know a great deal about him. Um, and that's a third left-back they've got now because they've got young Brandon Williams coming through, Luke Shaw, and now him. So did they really need to get one in before they got one out. And then they signed a young South American boy. Now, this... Test United done in this window is getting rid of Alexis Sanchez at a loss. I think that's their best bit of business that they've done this window, to be <laughs> honest. Um, so, you know, I, they've, I, they've let their fans down a lot, you know, um, with that window. And their fans must be looking at teams like Spurs, Arse, Arsenal, um, uh, Chelsea, and just shaking their heads because Man United have let them down, to be honest. Let me say something about Man United, right? Uh, this is just an overall conclusion on on not just their their window, but just them as a club. Yes, they needed investment into their squad. Uh, that was clear for pretty much everyone to see. Uh but that loss against Spurs, that's probably not that's not down to the sending off or signing new players. They had the players on the pitch to, to compete against that Spurs side. But I've said it time and time again, these players, they're not playing for Solskjaer. They're not playing for him. It's either that or he has zero tactics because they all look lost on the pitch. Every time I see them play, they just don't have an, a clue what to do. Uh, mm. Don't forget the game before that Spurs game, they... They faced Brighton. Yeah, they won 3-2 penalty after the full-time whistle or whatever. But Brighton hit a woodwork five times. And that was just forgotten about because of that penalty incident at the end. Solskjaer, he's out of his depth. It's clear, it's clear as day. I guarantee you, if he stays this time next year, in the summer next year, Paul Pogba won't be there. Well, he, he does want to play for Solskjaer. Mm. He's, he won't be there next summer. Uh Look at it now. Look at the window. Uh, spent all summer pursuing Sancho. He's obviously their top target. From what I've seen and heard this morning, they're never even close to getting him. They thought they thought they were still a big club. They can wait their time, and Sancho would just do all he can to 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 push his move to Man United, and it backfired massively on them. And uh, for me, they won't stand a chance now. Never getting him. A big club will come in next summer or the, or the summer after and pick him up for whatever money that, that they wanted. Uh, when I say big club, United aren't a big club. With Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in charge, they're not a big club. Uh, they tried to get Dembele from Barcelona on loan, failed that as well. So now they're stuck with Dan James at right wing if they if they need a right it wing. Sounds, it, sounds like, it sounds like, though, that it's, it's not just Ole... 
it's, it's the upstairs as well. Yeah, we've said this yeah. about we've, we've said this, and I think if they really believed in the manager, they'd, they'd go and get things uh, go and get things done. If I mean, I, I personally, I, I I actually think that they they made a mistake getting rid of someone like Louis Van Gaal, who had a bit mm-hmm. of a yeah. bit of a name bit of a name in there, and people wanted to play for him. Um, you know, they made they made those they've made those mistakes, and um, if you actually look at the differences between. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to address Arsenal because everyone knows I'm an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you a proper idea of where my thoughts are. I'm going to I'm actually going to talk about Tottenham. Jose Mourinho is still a is still a manager people do want to play for, but not only that, people the the, the board and everyone there will, will back him as to what he needs. So he's 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 addressed he's addressed the issues. It's, it's the manager and the team, the transfer team that worked this one out. So they've seen the opportunity for Gareth Bale. Well, there you go. You know, at the end of the day, they know they could rely on goals from Son, Lucas Moura and Kane. They've gone and added that talent with Gareth Bell. They went and got that business done early enough. You know, we know what the money on. They read, they sniffed out that there was no way he was going to play for Madrid again. They've, they've obviously got the relationship with Madrid. They brought um, Sergio, is it Relegion? I can never say his name, but obviously yeah, yeah. he's come in. Good, good fullback. Hoiberg, you know, people are looking at it going, oh, what is that? But actually, it fits his Marino system. He has a plan. Like yeah. he's delivered, he, he has a plan. Uh, Hugo Lloris, like he's getting a bit older now, going to need a, you know, a decent deputy. They managed to get Joe Hart in for free, and Joe Hart's no mug. Like the guy's got, you know, got titles, and he's played Premier League pretty much all his life. So you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good move. Brought Matt Doherty in, you know, we'll, we'll see what he's about. I've seen him in Wolves shirt. Let's see what the, the pressures are like. Obviously playing for, for Tottenham. They brought in this Carlos Vinicius from from Benfica again, loan but nice backup for for Harry Kane as we know that it can rest him at the right time. He's and here's the next plan. And I said it's not just the ins, it's the outs, right? Everyone kept giving Mourinho a stick about having a backup, a backup to have um, uh, Troy Parrott coming in. We now can see that Troy's not Troy's not. They sent him out on loan. Oliver Skip pressures got rid of him. Just seeing players that aren't good enough or people that need to go and get game time, he's gone and done. He's not. He's not bowing down to the pressures. Whereas I think uh, Solskjaer doesn't quite have the backbone to um, sort of set, have that plan and, and deliver anything there. So th- this is why I think really that Man United are in a banging trouble until they have a complete reshuffle um, from top to bottom. But have the Glaziers got enough about them to know? What is needed in a football club? I don't think so. Mm, I mean, yes, it's it's fair enough. I mean, all the comments are fair enough to be fair. But when you look at it, you look at the first thing that's um, that's that's been um, reported, and that man, you were going after Potticino. Now, Potticino wanted in Spurs what Mourinho's getting, and then he's going to go Man U and get what what Mourinho wanted at Man U. Strange yeah, the way yeah. football works. So they, <laughs> both wanted, yeah. they both wanted. They both wanted what they wanted at, at at their respective clubs and couldn't get it. They switched clubs and the club, the opposite clubs, giving them going to give them exactly what they want. It's Mental. just it's mad the way football works. Um, but are we going to go on to this? Uh, are we going to talk about this six one then? <laughs> we got. I, get... I think I, I think you have to. Yeah. If you have to, and I think do you know what? I'm just going to give you. Um, Guys, a little something to to think about, and uh, it was brought to brought to my attention actually about uh, um, about this crazy stat. Um, I'm sure a few of you have seen it, but you know the last time Liverpool conceded seven goals in the league was ninth the 1962 to 63 season, where they lost seven two to Tottenham, and in the same season Tottenham also beat Man United six one, and do you know won the league, Everton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh wow. Everton are not winning the league, by the way. Just That's letting a, you know. I... Just letting you Everton fans know. There's a guy <laughs> there's a there's a guy at work, he's getting overly happy about what's going on at the moment. I'll say that it's, it is a good season, but you're not winning the league. I heard one on, on Talk Sport the other day say, Unfortunately, this season they're only gonna finish third. <laughs> <laughs> Anything oh. possible this season, man. Yeah. Anything is possible. You know what? You know this this sort of season where anything's possible makes me scared for Spurs maybe sneaking in. Yeah. And I know it's you know I know that people I know that I have out, outrageous outrageous um, 
predictions, yeah? But if Tottenham, <laughs> if Tottenham had signed the screen, screen roll, was it? Yeah. Screen roll that they wanted, they would have been my number one window. They would have been, they would have had the best window, in my opinion. And then you couple yeah. that with Jose Mourinho, who wins titles, wins leagues. And I think if, if it's around the 80 point mark, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a scrap up there, and I think yeah. Tottenham may possibly be in a in a mark if they keep Kane fit. So, oh boy, it could be a long season for um for Arsenal fans. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's not go too far. <laughs> but no, boys, let's let's discuss this. Let's start let's start with the the Tottenham United game. Six um, one. Now, you know some people say yeah, look, the result. Doesn't lie, right? That it was, a, but when you look at it, was it in your opinion? Was it a six-one game? And I'll, I'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, yeah, it was hundred percent. Could have been more uh, defensively. United, they they're all over the place. Uh, for me, you go down to ten men and you address that issue straight away, and they didn't. They conceded again straight away uh, from that from the sending off. Uh, and again, it just comes that for me, it just boils down to the manager every single time. Uh, the decisions he's making on, on the pitch. Uh, but uh, fair play to Tottenham and Jose because they got what they wanted out of it. They they were ruthless. And to be honest, they put their, their name in the hat now for a strong, strong top four contender. And um, Mo, what's your, what's your take on sort of that? How United kind of folded in that game. Um, what I would say is a lot of a lot of things that you guys said rang true. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looked out of ideas, and and he, he just even when they went down to ten men, he, it didn't it didn't feel like they were like they were running for him, like they were working for him. They'd do anything to make this not embarrassing. Yeah, uh, Spurs just Spurs just they look sharper. Son looks razor sharp. Razor mm. sharp. Kane yeah. as well is looking really sharp. Um, they look solid in midfield. They're moving the ball well. They've got good full-backs. Um, and, and they were relentless. They were relentless. They didn't back off. They um, And they gave Manu what they deserved. It probably should, uh, it probably should have been a little, bit, a little bit worse than that, even. Um, Pogba stopped running. Um, he took Bruno Fernandes off. He, was, you know, he, wasn't, he wasn't affecting the game in any way. Only one who I really saw try and really was Rashford. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, Shaw just gave up, sighed the guy down, should have been sent off, didn't want to be on the pitch anymore. <laughs> Head loss. <laughs> Head loss. Yeah. Ba- Bailey looked appalling. Skipper Maguire looked like... He looked... You know Maguire? He, that performance is like a performance that you get when you first get called up to the first team. And you know you don't really know your way around, and you just you know what I mean. You just have the the, mm. the debut from hell. He couldn't. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't dig yeah. himself. You know, like when you, when you're an experienced player, um, like you dig your way out of it. You just do the basics. You get your clearances. You get your head on stuff. He was tripping into his players, tripping his players up, going into his keeper, missing his header. It just it just looked like a, a debut from hell. Um, he, um, yeah. it is bad. It was bad for Maguire. I got. The things that sort of stand stand out to me was was Solskjaer because uh, I will I will get on to Maguire in a minute. But with Solskjaer, when the, things are going bad, in comparison to other managers, and I'm not just saying top managers, I mean all managers, you'll see them on the sideline, right up as close as they can to the pitch, giving instruction, getting their team going. Just but when you look every time it pans to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's there with his fist up on his face all squished up sulking in, <laughs> on the stair like got nothing now how you if you're a player sometimes you will you might not say it but you're turned because you'll be looking for that instruction mm-hmm. if you've got enough leaders on the pitch then maybe not so but at the moment Man United don't have that so they need to find some either some other inspiration or other leadership now Oli ain't doing that you know that must that would annoy that would annoy me personally I mean, even his coaches, they're not really buying into his coaches anymore. It even looks like Mick, Mick Phelan's has given up. You know I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not playing for or doing his thing for Oli. So it, I say it's, it, it's not just about the 11 lads on there. But what I will say, when Lamella did his shithousery, and I'm going to say that, so anyone listens to it, beat that out if you like. But <laughs> let me tell you, 
The first thing I want is my players all in and around it. If you look at all the pictures, tell me where Maguire is. He's there. He's got his hand on his hip, just looking at it. Yeah. He ain't bothered. Mm. He's probably still thinking about the court case he just bounced out of. Mm. Because he ain't... It, I want my skipper in there. Getting yeah. in the ref's face, saying, look, come on, get into his head. Like, get into the ref's head. Because then at the end of the day, shout VAR. Keep shouting VAR. Yeah. I thought that's what he was there for. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting this on VAR, but someone's got to get in his head to go. Can you check the screen and go? Hold on, look what he did first. Yeah, exactly. So listen, yeah. listen. Martial's getting sent off. Hundred percent. It's a sending off. Like I'm not. It is a sending off. But Lamella goes for the exact same thing because he did the yeah. first incident. So they yeah. both go. But yeah. no one was in there as your skipper because that's really the only person that can really maybe talk to the ref properly. Is your yeah. skipper? Yeah. He just stood there, hand on hip. He ain't really that. He ain't really that fast. And I'm like, and he ain't the one I'm looking to. You know, no. you'd, we talked about JT. We talked about company. If they even if they went three one down, you'd see JT and company still rallying it out and get. And he'd be like, look, this today's not our day. Don't let this get embarrassing, as you just said, Mo. You know, yeah. But no one was there doing that. And we, Bruno, that. Go on, go on, go we, on. We grew up with Roy Keane as their captain, always surrounded yeah. the referee. Imagine him this playing these days with VAR. Yeah. He'd be in the ear all the time. All the time. All the yeah. time. And do you, know, do you know what with Keane, with Keane as well, sometimes you're like, right, am I going to be able to score a goal to get us back into it? No. Mm. Tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to fucking put someone two foot in the air and and win the ball cleanly or whatever it may be to, to try and turn the tide. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, come on guys, we've watched football enough times, you know, a couple of tackles go in and it actually turns the game a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, just, yeah. It, there was no one doing that. Like yeah. name a player at United that's going to do that. It, it ain't, it ain't happening. You know, yeah. it, it, I look at, I'd still look at, um, you know, I'll bring up Tottenham, I'll bring up Chelsea. They've still got players that will go and do that. Tottenham, you know, they've got someone like Sissoko can still go and be a bit of, be a bit of a rough house in there yeah. to go and do that and ruffle a few feathers. Kane can do it to to be fair. Kane will play in a nasty way at times, to be fair. Yeah. Which I do like which I do like about him. Sometimes he'll go go with a couple of couple of elbows. But United ain't doing that. That grit, that passion isn't there in any United side anymore. You know, the the players that probably have that United blood in there, Rashford, Greenwood <laughs> and they're two young lads playing up top. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know that's 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 the that's the trouble, and I think that's that's something that's that's being missed with with United for them to become that side that people expect them expect them to be. And I'm not taking anything away from Tottenham because yeah, they hey they steamrolled them, and it was like you said, it could have been it could have been more. And yeah, it is a bit of a uh, bit of a thing for people to go actually. Hey, do worry about this Tottenham side under Jose Mourinho because he, <laughs> he 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 played the expansive football that he. Um, people say he doesn't always do. Yeah. So, um, so fair, fair play to him, and yeah, definitely, definitely a result that, um, yeah, it was, it was a fair result. Um, let's look at this one. Um, <laughs> again, we're bringing him up again, but hold, Liverpool holding back, Aaron, holding back. He's about to let go. <laughs> Here we go, Liverpool. Yes, I'm going to kick off on this one. Good, <laughs> good, good. About time. Yeah, it's about time. And I tell you what, you Liverpool fans, taste some of that. Because I know you lot got bitter because you started bringing up games from 10 years ago with our United game, 8-2. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where I knew it hurt. But I'm actually going to give a bit of credit, not just to Liverpool, uh, to, sorry, to, to take away the credit from Villa, sorry. Um, because Ollie Watkins, I'm going to address him and you lot can go in the game a little bit more. Ollie Watkins, that is how you prove that you can play in the Premier League. Yeah. Against a back line that, you know, one of the best back lines in the Premier League. It's one game, guys. I'm not going to start jumping up and going, um, Gomez, Trent, all these guys are rubbish because I'm not that guy after one game. But Ollie Watkins showed to me a little bit there that actually, yeah, you can compete with the best. This is then, we're coming back to the transfer window and going, actually, Villa have done some good business pairing up Barkley and Grealish in that same team. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Barkley looked, Barkley looked like he had a bit of confidence there. Had the players that he could play with, and he kind of puts himself a bit of the main man again, which he did when he was at Everton. Remember, we saw the best of Barkley when he wasn't overshadowed by um, sort of other big big names. So I, I'm going to give them that. What I would say for Liverpool fans is really worry that when Allison is out of that game, that they've got to rely on Adrian. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this guy was this guy was not good enough. This guy was not good enough at West Ham. And this is where I then come back to Tottenham saying, 
have they done good business bringing in Joe Hart? Yes, because it's a good deputy that if Lloris gets injured, yeah. you're probably going to rely more on Joe Hart than you are um, Adrian. And I saw Liverpool fans jumping up and down about Gomez. I've seen him come to you, Mo, <laughs> talking about <laughs> Gomez. But, you know, I, st- I st- listen, one game, guys, one game, this- Liverpool fans ain't going to panic. You- you're still going to be up there challenging, if not maybe even win the league. Of course you are. So don't panic too much. But I will take my hat off to um, to uh, to Villa um, and, and thought they played exceptionally well. I think they probably, I'd, I'd like to see the stats because I haven't actually got them in front of me, but they probably actually only had about eight shots. <laughs> it seemed like everything <laughs> went in. Um, but, but but fair play, fair play to them. So um, round of applause to them, but Liverpool fans shouldn't panic one, one bit in my opinion. Um, but what are your thoughts, boys? Uh, with Liverpool, right? Uh it's not not the result. I think the result was just in, uh, just going to happen at some stage in in the season. Uh, maybe not six two, and I probably didn't think it would happen to. Sorry, seven was it seven two? Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, there was another one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, and they probably didn't think it would happen to Villa, but that aura of invincibility that Liverpool had last season could be knocked out of them early. Though doors now with that because other teams could come into thinking they look at that game they'll think you know what that right hand side isn't as strong as people think they think that they can the respect they get given in games and I think Arsenal did it the week before they showed them too much respect I know Liverpool started really well but every game other teams showed them respect because of what they can do but Villa just came out got their game plan right exploited their weaknesses and that aura of invincibility Liverpool had, I think, was wiped away in those 90 minutes. You say they might not need to panic, but I think it's a warning. It's now a warning how they're going to respond. I think they're quite lucky that they've got two weeks off now uh, with the international break. But I want to give a bit of more credit to Villa as well uh, because they've had an unbelievable window. Unbelievable window. Uh, I think I said that they may be the ones that would uh, would go down this season, but they signed Grealish on a new contract. They got two two great prospects from the championship, uh, Cash and Watkins. Uh, Martinez in goal now. You've just spoke about Ross Barkley. Add that quality to McGinn in midfield. Uh, Mings at the back. And uh, someone that doesn't get a lot of mention is Concer as well. Uh, very mm. good partner for, for Mings. He came, pretty sure he came from the championship last season as well. So if I was a Villa fan, I'd be very, very happy at the moment. Uh, They've done unbelievable the last few weeks and they deserve all the credit. I'm going to let Mo speak about Joe Gomez now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, First, I I just want to say, yeah, uh, massive uh, congrats to the Aston Villa, Aston Villa team, because uh, what I will say about the the invincibility thing is that when Sky Sports and... um, and other people start going so, so deep into the way your team plays. Mm. I think a lot of other teams in the Premiership look and they say, hold on. So if we do this and that, we'll get in every time. And I watched that game and Villa must have just literally got this blueprint and said, every time, get it wide, go to the other side and you'll be in. Because it was literally like that. It was like, get it wide, go to the other side and you was in. It was down Gomez, uh, Gomez and Trent Alexander's side. But what I will say to you is this. This is why Joe Gomez is so good, because he never gets any protection from Trent Alexander-Arnold. This is facts. This isn't a new thing. This is how he's been defending for the whole time. Yeah, he had a bad game because they targeted Trent Alexander's side. But he's a good defender. These are the, this, is, this is exactly why I think he's underrated, actually, because of games like this, where you see how much Trent Alexander-Arnold goes forward and he's, he's unbelievable in the attacking third. But sometimes getting back, it's not the same energy as Roberts gets back, Robertson sorry, gets back with. Robertson's very aggressive getting back and very aggressive going forward, whereas Trent's not the same on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, Villa did get, you know, it's funny you not say about shots on target because I noticed in that game, it seemed like Villa got about five goals from deflection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might have only had two. They might have only had two shots on target. <laughs> um, but um, but what what that has what that has done that that threw a massive uh, spanner in the works in terms of the way I, I set up my top top four because I I believe everyone's there to be beaten this season. 
And last season, I, I sort of felt there was an air of invincibility about Liverpool. Like the season before that, I thought there was an air of invincibility around Man City. But this season, I genuinely believe, especially amongst the top six, um, a lot of teams can beat a lot of teams. Uh, and the no fans is having quite a big impact on on results with smaller teams as well, as we're seeing here. Um, so I think we're in for a for a for a, for an interesting season um, at the top and at the bottom. To be fair, go on, go on, then, Mo. What's your new top four? Uh, leave me till last. Who's not going? I'm still deciding. Wow, I'm still deciding. you're still, still deciding. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, go on, go on. Let's let, let's give him some inspiration. What uh, are you going for? You know what? This is a uh, this is going to be tough, uh, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. This top four isn't going to be as easy as it was over the last 10 years or so. Normally, there's maybe five teams challenging and you pick four from that five. But this season, there's nine teams. There's literally nine teams. And I'm counting Leicester. I'm counting Wolves. I'm counting Everton. And then, obviously, the other top six is the standard. Uh, so, and when I say it's going to be tight, and Moses says it's going to be tight as well. I'm saying second to fifth will probably only be about four to six points difference. Mm. That's how tight I think it's going to be. Yeah. So, so when I say a team second and a team's fifth, it's just one of those things that I think they're just going to get those extra win, extra win or two over the season, and they'll they'll secure top four. Uh, I I I've always said Man United will miss out. They'll miss out. I've I've got them actually finishing eighth. Uh, and there is one surprise who is going to miss out, and that's Liverpool. I've put them down as fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. I've put Liverpool down as fifth. I, I'm, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking to my word. Like, I'm not going to back down, and I, I, haven't seen any, I haven't seen anything over the last few weeks that will tell me otherwise. Um, I just heard a load of shotguns, punctions, <laughs> and I had the sniper rifle just come out, mate. I had the tripods ready right, for you, boy. You know, you know w- w- before you finish this, Al, we, need to, we need to let the listeners know, guys, we're going to be doing a, um, a 1 to 20 league table prediction as well. So you'll get to see exactly where Aaron thinks your team's going to finish. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, so, okay. I'm going uh, I'm I'm sticking to what I said at the uh, the, the first podcast. To be honest, uh, the only difference I'm going to make is I'm putting Spurs in the top four. Uh, okay, unbelievable window again. I think uh, Mo, you touched on it a little. Uh, mm. They've got the right players and they've got the right manager. Uh, so I'm going Spurs fourth, Man City mm-hmm. third, Chelsea second, mm-hmm. and that leaves Arsenal at the top. <laughs> Mate, what are you... Let me tell you something, all right? Let me tell you something. Right? When, you, oh when, you, when you go, when you, when you talk about transfer windows, right? When you talk about transfer windows, this is the best, uh... this is the best transfer window Arsenal have had, not just for what they've signed and who the contracts they've extended, but getting past there yesterday, it feels it's a big moment for the club. Uh, and shows what Arteta and Edu are capable of. Let's remember, Arteta has basically made terrible players very good at Arsenal at the moment. Players that mm. people were hounding them out. They, and now they're, un, they're, they're literally undroppable. And that's Arteta's coaching, and that's all Arsenal's needed. Uh, and for so many summers, Arsenal have been linked with big, big players. They've been chasing players left, right and centre every summer. And it gets to that point on deadline day and we don't get him. But yesterday, yesterday we got him in Partey. And mm. add that to, to, to William, you know, a, a good addition um, going forward, another dimension in attack. Uh, Jabalos getting him back again. And Gabriel, I'm telling you, for 25 minutes, whatever it was we signed him for, that's going to be a real bargain come the end of the season. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm happy with the window. Like I said, I think it's going to be very, very close and Arsenal-Chelsea will pip it at the end. But I've gone with Arsenal. I've gone with Arsenal <laughs> just because I think Arteta is a better coach than Lampard. Right, I've just fallen off. I've just literally got back off my chair that I've fallen off. Uh, <laughs> mate. Uh, uh, nah. 
Nah, 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 nah. Arsenal fans, please don't do that to the club. We are not. We're not even close to to challenging there, mate. Like, I like. Yours. I like your enthusiasm. Um, my top. I've still got City winning the league. Um, I still, I still got them winning the league for me. Um, I think Liverpool will come second. As I say, it's, it's one result. Let's not forget Man City lost. Was it five two as well the other day? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know the big sides are, are have taken a couple of beatings. Um, let's let's not forget that. But they've addressed it correctly. Um, I think they'll come. I think they'll come second. Um, Liverpool. I think Chelsea come in third. Um, I hate saying this. I actually do think Tottenham will pick that fourth place, um, and I have Arsenal at fifth. Wow! Just just missing out. Um, Tottenham. Tottenham's transfer window, as I say, was good. They brought in the right players, and they're doing this. And Bale's not even fit yet. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see how obviously how he is because he obviously hasn't played that many um, that many games. Um, so he's, it'll be interesting to see how he is. But I still think that with Mourinho now, just seeing how he is, he's going to have that little um, bit between his teeth now. So with the players, and like you said, look at how sharp Son is as well. You know, they haven't got to just rely on Harry Kane. Uh, we know what they're like when they haven't got. Harry Kane in, in the side as well. They still they can still do well. Now with Gareth Bale, very well. Defensively, I think they've, they've shored it up en- enough. Sanche- uh, Sanchez is the only weak link, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I think, why he's put in sort of the, the, the Hoiberg in there just to strengthen up through, through the middle. I think as long as they don't play Harry Winks, they'll be okay. Like <laughs> sideways, sideways merchant literally offers nothing. It's so wet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. But um, I actually like. Yeah, him. <laughs> I don't, I really, I really don't. I mean, he's a poor man, Henderson. In fact, he's, I don't think he could clean Henderson's boots. In my oh, opinion, wow. um, Harry Winks, um, nice boy, offering nothing, nice <laughs> absolutely nothing, nice boy, <laughs> offering nothing. Um, but yeah, I think I think the world. And listen, Arsenal, great transfer window. I really, but it, it has been a great transfer window. I still don't trust us at the back. <laughs> And we've still got, I want to see if, you know, we've still got Mustafi, still, we're still paying Mustafi's wages. Sokartis still there. Like, I still think that if it came to it, and David Luiz still has a little mistake in him. It wasn't a red card the other day, but on another day, another striker, a bit of pace, he's got away from Luiz mm. there. Um, so I still think that um, we're still missing. I think he needs another, he needs a January transfer window. He might be able to pick someone up in. You never know, by the way, because the domestic window's still open. Yeah. Let's not forget that. So you don't know what might happen, um, and you know, I still think we're missing. We're still missing one more in there. You know, Saliba unfortunately he's had a few personal issues, so he needs to go and get games somewhere. We tried to send him on loan, couldn't do that. So it, we're still earmarked to still a weak link there for me um, at, at the back for us to maybe challenge for top four. But let's see how mm. uh, party obviously that does get on. Um, but yeah, we miss out. But I still have City winning it, and yeah, Liverpool um, will probably lose a few extra games than than last year. That we'll probably see them not um, win the league this season. Um, but, but yeah, Aaron, you you've had a good breakfast this morning. Coming up with us winning, coming up with us winning the league it has has to be said. Um, um, yeah. What I mean, what I will say about. Um about what you just said there, Sam, about not looking good at the back, is that no one looks good at the back. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> there's, true. There's no good back lines. And this is why so you don't look at any team or you haven't looked at any team so far and thought, right, they've got a solid foundation. Even your Burnleys and your Palaces are getting turned over. You know what I mean? The teams mm. that you can rely on to get you a, a, a clean sheet on fantasy football are getting turned over 4-0, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Yeah, this much deliberation on my top four. Um, I'm going to stick with Man City as the champions. Um, I'm going to go with Liverpool second. I'm going to promote Liverpool up to second. I think Thiago, uh, I didn't think they were going to do any business this window. And I thought they were going to go again with the same team, hence the third place. Um, Thiago... um, Tiago, who else? The left back they signed, and Jota. I think that will be just enough with the quality of uh, Salah, uh, Mane, and and the rest of the boys um, to still push for into second. But like like Aaron says, second place to about 
sixth place yeah. is going to be is going to be. It might even be goal difference. Yeah, it could even be yeah. goal difference that teams are losing out on because. I think there's going to be so many teams beating each other, especially at the top, that it could even go down to goal difference. So, um, third place, um, this is why it took so much thought. Third place, I'm going to go with Spurs. Um, I saw enough from them against Man U and against Southampton um, to understand that when you add Bowen, even if he only ends up playing 25 Premier League games, it's, it's such a big player, such a big lift to the club. They've got Son, they've got um, Kane, they've just signed a boy from Benfica. He scored 22 goals in 30-odd games in the league. Yeah. He scores goals. Um, they they strengthened at both, both full-back positions, so they got options there. Um, still got Alderweireld, Dyer. I know Davinson Sanchez is not, great, not the greatest, but he's not the worst either. They strengthen the midfield. I can see them, and then Jose Mourinho, man. This is the big, big thing yeah. for me. When it comes down to one-off games, everyone says that he's the man. And if he can get a couple of runs together, even if they're boring one-nil wins or two-nil wins, then they're going to be a big problem for for a lot of the teams in and around them. Well, they just played five five games in like ten days, that's and, what, that's and they what came I mean. out on top pretty much and all they, of them, apart from the last-minute penalty. Exactly, it's crazy, and and Son and Kane. If they keep Son and Kane fit, and then you add Bell to that front three, seriously, man, it's it's, it's serious. It's frightening. We've got we've got we've got to te- they've got to be taken seriously. Yeah, they've had a great window. Can't say that away from them. And then um, in fourth, Arsenal. Um, I think we've done. I would have liked us to have done uh, Partey and Ua. Um That would have made a true statement. But I understand what Aaron's saying. 45, 45 million up front on the last day of the window shows that there's a change in Arsenal somewhere. The, the the owners have obviously put their hands in their pockets because that that deal couldn't have happened unless they'd done that. Um, because we definitely ain't got 45 million up front. I'm telling you that for for sure. Oi, Gunnosaurus, so, Gunnosaurus, Gunnosaurus is on the box, <laughs> mate. Gun, I, I heard, I heard, yeah, fronted up. He fronted up some of the cast. Yeah, um, <laughs> after seeing after seeing Manu um, and after seeing the window that they've completed, I think it's going to be a it's a patch up job. Like when Jose come in, another patch up job, and it it might not be enough this season because everyone else has done so well to get them into the top four. Um, and you know my thoughts on Chelsea. They've, I feel they've had the best window, but the problem with having the best window to this to this sort of. Um, Gravity is that getting the, all of them players to fit into your system that you want to play yeah. um, in such a short period of time it might take them till Christmas. And if it takes mm. you till Christmas, I just think a lot of other clubs will have picked up pace by then and will be, you know, in their structure and winning games and winning nasty. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it might be a little bit too too late for Chelsea. Um, so, so yeah, I'll go Chelsea and Man U uh, just outside of the top four. But like you say, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Everton, big push again this season. They could be in the mix. Um, there's just so much, so many good windows um, that it's very difficult to predict to predict mm. what's going to happen in the top six um, yeah. Yeah. going forward. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. So, I'll go uh, Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. Okay, nice. nice. <laughs> bit. Yeah, guys, obviously, um, log in on, on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Let us know your thoughts, um, who you're probably leaning towards, out of who will be the closest. Um, and uh, yeah, if you've got your own predictions, leave your comments. Let's, let's have a look. See how, see how uh, Barney you think we are. Um, we, what, what we thing... or Aaron? We uh, Aaron. Or... Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> you know, we, we are te- we are technically a team, so I wanted to put him in. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Uh, okay. Just be that guy. Uh, I didn't want to leave him out there on his own. Um, I mean, Mo, we we backed you. Well, we haven't backed you when no. you said you're not going to come second. Um, but uh, what one thing that you know people did ask a question about, and I wanted to sort of shed some light on. Um, was why teams leave it so late. Um, now, Aaron, you you um, pieced the one part of the, the jigsaw, and that is that actually teams do go and speak to um, agents and third parties to actually get terms agreed with players. So, mm. you know, work's being done um, all year round, effectively. Um, people are getting sounded out and they'll, they'll get an idea. What you've got to realise is that it is a game in itself. This is a whole new, this is a completely different sport off yeah. the pitch when it comes to transfers. So, I mean, ultimately, everyone knows Man City have got loads of money, but 
if you go, you know, for everyone else, when we're talking about your Arsenal's, even your Tottenham's, if they go and spend and do it early, sometimes you go and spend 40, 50 million, people are going to go, you got money this year. Mm-hmm. So all it ends up doing is the price of certain people go up. Now, when it comes to what people got to remember about the Partey thing, we've been in discussions with this guy for ages. And let me tell you now, do you think the personal terms were done yesterday? Definitely not. We Those have been, oh, months, yeah. months, months. They've been tracking this guy for a while, right? Yeah. Now, they, let me tell you, these personal terms have been done for a while. What you've got to realise is a little bit of a game, game, gamesmanship here. So if we do go and spend 45 million on someone, if we were trying, when we were trying to negotiate with Leon, if they saw us just spent 45 million, of course they're going to hold out and go, well, we price this player at 60 million. We know you've got money. So give us, give it to us, right? Now, at the same time, We've also done something that Arsenal haven't done for a while. And I'm sorry to just use this as an example. And that is be a bit ruthless. Because last time we tried to do the thing, we do the deal with Atletico. We end up, remember, 92 million on Thomas Lamar. We were going to bid, we bid for. And they still weren't having it. They thought we had even more money. And it ended up costing us not getting, getting him in over the line on that, on that deadline day. And it lost us a player. So what they've done this year is they've left it to last minute. So that they literally, and that's why you see Simeone's not happy. So there's a lot of gamesmanship off the pitch that people got to understand. And you can't show your cards. It's a game of poker all the way through. Now, I know before people like United City used to get things done early, but people just historically know that they've got money. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And they, you know what? They have the money to, to just go all in every time. Yeah. Right? Arsenal don't. They have money. They just don't have all the money in the world to go in from the start. So they had to be a bit smarter with what they've done. And it is, it is good business. And it sounded like they were trying to play the game with, with Leon because um, if they don't sell players, by the way, in, um, in the next transfer window, apparently they've got a hundred million deficit on financial fair play. So they're going to have to sell players. Because you notice, uh, did Memphis Depay go in the end? No, he did. No, no, no. They're stuck no. with them all. So, Exactly. So they're stuck, and Arsenal, um, Arsenal delayed something there with them as well because they've got our old young lad. I can't remember who it is. They were trying to sell him. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, they did, and then Atletico didn't have the money to buy him, so I think they were going to get him or something like that. It was, and basically, we we played a big part in screwing over a few people. That come January, we they're they're going to have to sell. So, um, and players are going to be like, and that's the thing this year, it's been a little bit difficult, but it becomes easier on the financial bit at the end of the window to actually then show your cards and people, some people bent over a barrel and yeah. that's why it will always, always fall towards the end and not, not done early. It will always, always be like that. That's, that summed it up perfectly, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the reason why, yeah, yeah, a lot of teams obviously leave it till the end is because if you don't, you end up like Man U now because everyone just says, well, like you said, they everyone like Dortmund just say, well, he's 108 million. We know you've got 108 million, so it's 108 million or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's a waiting game. But where Man United have got a history of just overpaying, say, for instance, for players, they get they get caught out in uh, in situations like this, really. Yeah. Um, but what I do want to say on on transfer, just quickly before we before we move on or move off, I just want to make sure that we get in the the few windows which were good as well from um, from Newcastle. Um, mm. They haven't been mentioned at all, and I think they had a really good window for for someone who doesn't spend a penny. Mike Ashley, he's had a um, he's had a good window this year, uh, filled the positions that they needed and got them looking a little bit more decent, especially on paper. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, being safe from relegation and having enough firepower. And they've always been solid at the back, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so now I think they've got a, a few more tools. And the other thing I noticed was a um, fantastic football manager window from Wolves. So for all the people, <laughs> that, play, for all the people that play football manager, they got, um, they got Fabio Silva, 17-year-old, who's unbelievable in around 20... <laughs> 2025, he'll be 22. <laughs> <laughs> so he's another. And they signed one yesterday. I just saw it that Rayan Al Nuri yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's another one yeah. that, um, if you follow him over a few years on there, he's unbelievable. So Wolves always sign a lot of Portugal contingent. But this, this window, they've had a great football manager window. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, slip that in there as well. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle, very, very good win, though. I mean, shrewd business to get uh, Fraser and Wilson. I mean, we, yeah, we, we saw how they combined it for Bournemouth. And mm. to get them both in, because uh, Wilson, he's a goal scorer, let's face it, he's a goal scorer. And that's been Newcastle's problem uh, mm, yeah, for years. Clever. And it's a very, very good business. And even the left back, uh, is it Jamal Lewis? Jamal, yeah. He's, I, love, yeah. I, I, I love Norwich's youngsters from last season. I'm glad a few of them have got their moves to back to the Premier League. Mm. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's another good piece of business. No, I agree. It definitely, yeah, definitely a good bit of business there. Um, I, guys, I, I want to just, you know, just before we do move on, is actually discuss the uh, the England team. It is international week as as it is, so. Um, a lot of discussions have been had. I'm gonna get. I will get into the squads in a little bit, but I want to look at the the discipline on on Southgate. I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. Now we've obviously seen. Um, we saw T- uh, Tammy Abraham, uh, Ben Chilwell, and Jaden Sancho um, taken out of the squad uh, to to play against Wales because they held a a party for. Uh, I think it was was for Tammy, um, and it it went past the six. Um, six people. Now, in my opinion, I think that's the right thing. You know, broke rules. Um, but I want to go back to the discipline um, of uh, of Greenwood. Um, and oh god, who was it? Who else got? Who else? Got Foden, 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 Foden. So when it happened initially, they got taken out of the team and out of the squad. Then he names the ne- then he names the next one, and then he doesn't he doesn't have them. Now. How many times are you going to punish the lads for this and punish the national side itself by not having these players? Because Phil Foden, arguably at the moment, is one of our best creative players mm-hmm. um, uh, going, going in there. And, and Greenwood at the moment, you know, again, with our forward line, uh, take out uh, my boy Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, <laughs> at the moment is still one of our most atta- attacking threats. So you're punishing them twice. Yet... We've got Mr. Meathead Maguire, who was actually up for criminal charges in a foreign country, still in the team. Can someone mm-hmm. sort of tell me, do you think Southgate is right in the decisions he's made so far? Um, do you think the squad is right? Um, I just want to hear your views on, on the England team uh, and the state of play as it is. I mean, I don't think he, they should, he should have... Uh kept out Foden and Greenwood again this time. I think once is enough. Uh, they're all young. Let's face it, if we were, if it was 10 years ago and this happened, and we was all, you know, in our early 20s, and they said 10 o'clock curfews, I guarantee you, all of us three would not take that into consideration. Like, it's, it's fact. It's just one of those things. And yes, they're professional footballers. Yes, they've got responsibilities. But they're young. That It's going to happen. And I'm sure even people that are in their 30s, the the, the experienced players are doing it, obviously not getting caught, but they're young. They have, there has to be a time where you think, you know, they're young. They've been that, that last win, the last, uh, last international break, you know, they, they got chucked out the, the, the squad, get them back in now, forget about it. And what are they, are they going to do the same now to Chilwell and, uh, Sancho and Abraham, not this for, for the next, uh, international break as well. Because that's what he's doing now. He's setting himself <coughs> up to, to do that. Mm. Uh, setting a stall out. Yeah, exactly. And then what's mm. going to happen again? Because, you know, this is going to, this this kind of like curfew thing and the rule of six, it's not going away, let's face it. So what's going to happen in the next international break if someone else does it and breaks the rules? There has to be, a, exactly. there has to be some kind of common sense now to just say, you know what? You've messed up. You said sorry. We move on. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, um, you know what? I was, um, I, I saw that they said, um, Southgate's going to sit all the players down and remind them of their responsibilities, yeah, uh, when they come for uh, international duty. So I wonder if he's going to get them in a the room and say, Boys, come on, 
Stop getting caught by the papers. If you're going to do it, just keep it out of the papers. Just make sure yeah. you don't get caught. Is that going to be the conversation? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, Foden and Greenwood, let me tell you guys something now. If this was World Cup qualifiers, they'd be in the squad. So don't get don't get anything anything twisted. This Nations League, no one don't care about it. No yeah, one don't yeah. care about the friendlies. If this was a World Cup qualifier and we needed to win the next two games to get into the World Cup, they would be in the squad. He wouldn't be doing no disciplinary, all of this. Well, this, this does mean carpet. something. This, do, this is, does now mean something, though, the National League, because without it, this is how you get. You don't have to do all the big qualifiers. Yeah, this, but, is, this aims to it now. Yeah, so. you can't. You can't get into it. But England will qualify for their, their group. Their group for the Euros is is easy, right? They'll get into the they'll get into the Euros by hook or by crook. If the, what I'm saying is, if this if England's qualification was on the line. Yeah, mm. they would be in the squad. It's because they don't need. He doesn't really need to pick. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves out Abraham, Sancho, and Chilwell. I wouldn't be surprised because he doesn't. He can. He's got enough players that he doesn't actually need them. But if if it was if it was decisive and England could go out, I believe that they'd be in the they'd be in the squad. One punishment's enough. But with the with the fact that the games don't mean that much, he's got a, enough scope now to be able to. Um, be able to punish the players a bit more or look like he's punishing them a bit more um, for, mm. for, the, for these things. But then on the flip side, you look at it and, and the players might have been thinking, well, that's all that happened to Foden and Greenwood. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. So if, if that's all that happened, let's just have a party. We'll, only, we'll miss this squad. We don't even want to go anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. It's, a t- yeah. it's a tough one, but I think they've been punished enough. And I do believe if England needed them, they'd pick them. But they just don't at the moment. That's all. But I tell you what I would what I would say, um, which is which is quite nice to, to see is obviously we have got quite a, um, a youthful team, yeah. um, which England haven't had for a, a while. I would say um, so. In Southgate's defence, you know he remember he's come up through that system, obviously managing the younger side. So mm. um, I, I do like I do like the look of that. Um, I like the fact that um, you know he, he's. Finally, it takes someone for to be dropped out, but he does bring in sort of the younger players. Obviously, Reese James has been given his chance now. Harvey Barnes has been brought in, so it is a good opportunity to um, to see them. Obviously, Dominic Calvert Lewin. I mean, how could he not put him in in the side at the moment? So it's now just a question: Has he got the know how to put together our best eleven? Because mm. really, you look at those players on paper. Um, obviously, Saka has obviously gone, been brought in as well. So, can he put together? The, the best 11 that works um, you know, for, for us now. It's, it's a tough one uh, because he had a good World Cup and that's all we can really judge him on at the moment. One major international tournament. People say, yeah, he got lucky, blah, blah, blah. But you can only beat what's in front of you. And he got us to the semi-finals of the World Cup. So that's the only thing that people can really judge him on. But it's the Euros in next summer, and if he if he can't get to the semi-finals of the European Championships, then that's when questions will need to be asked about him. Mm. He has all the he has the, he has the players at his disposal. Yeah, when you even look at you when you even look at this team uh, now, the people playing well, Harvey Barnes in there, Danny Ings, um, Declan Rice is playing well at the moment, Saka's playing well at the moment. They've got so much, even for the players that. I'm not in great form. We've got so many players coming through. There's a lot of players in the 21s as well that can make the step up. Mason Mount's Mm -hmm. in good form. Um, So there's so many options. He's got... What what we can say, what we definitely can say about Gareth Southgate is he's got option upon option upon option. So a lot of it is about him getting these players into the right system, having the right backup plans and, yeah. Choosing the right goalkeeper. Choosing a right goalkeeper, but then you know, yeah, T Rex arms can't be in goal. <laughs> the one week he messes up, uh, Pope has a, has a stinker as well, didn't he? Yeah, Pope, Pope has, a, has, a, has a bad week, and um, and Dean Henderson's, and not, Dean playing. Henderson's not playing, so maybe Joe Hart gets a late call. No, I'm only joking, but um, but yeah, he's got all the tools at his disposal. It's about yeah. him um, just making sure that he gets them into the right formation, like you're saying. So the Euros will be an opportunity to see that. Yeah. 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 
Oh, well, I say good good luck to him. I just, yeah, I'm not agreeing that. Yeah, I don't think Foden and uh, Greenwood should have been uh, done twice. No. You know, they, they've served they've served their punishment. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they then um, get back into this team. I'm sure that I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> especially especially um, Foden for, for me. Um, I think we're, we'll we'll miss him. I think in in that midfield. Um, but yeah, and I'll also be interested to see if Barkley ends up eventually getting back into the side now he's at, at Villa because I think that he, he'd probably get the game time that is required. So good luck to England, obviously, this weekend. Um, guys, it's been a, a pleasure, but we have now reached full time. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, let's listen to what the viewers have to say. Um, be gentle, especially to you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready for it. I know what's coming, but it's fine. Always something controversial. Always something. <laughs> don't, don't catch me saying anything out of it. Um, but guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, and uh, let's catch up next week. Yeah, perfect. Well done, boys. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.